I'm Diana, and I love printing and design, typography and branding, books and publishing. I've traveled the world learning about trends to share with my students and with my readers. But I haven't forgotten where I started, writing papers about paper on paper. And now, I've created a podcast to share what I know with you. So, let's talk paper scissors. Dan Allen is a Canadian graphic designer specializing in brand identity design. Passionate about all things design and typography, Dan's studio practice combines a deep knowledge of visual design principles, outside-of-the-box thinking, and mathematical precision to produce work that is long-lasting. He's also the host of the aptly named podcast, Graphic Design is Fun, period. Dan and I connected via social media, and we were both on board for a crossover of sorts, our two worlds coming together over two conversations focused around the topics of teaching and learning graphic design. In this episode, I pick Dan's brain about what he believes it takes to be a graphic designer and learning graphic design, whether in formal educational settings or free accessible resources online. He also reveals what's on his radar right now as a graphic design professional and what it might mean for the future of the industry. Now, after listening to this episode, head over to Dan's podcast, Graphic Design is Fun, where you'll hear Dan pick my brain about my teaching origin story and the foundation of my teaching practice actually might surprise you, how my understanding of my role as an instructor has evolved over the last 10 years, And we dip our toes into the waters of topics very close to my heart, namely creative confidence and normalizing failure. Hi, Dan. Hey, how's it going? Good. How are you? I'm great. I'm really excited that we're going to be having this discussion today because I think that for me, learning and teaching and all of the things that go into kind of absorbing a new topic and also teaching others a new topic is like what I live for. It's, uh, it's, it's really my passion. So I'm really excited to get into this chat with you today. And maybe the, the very first question I have for you is, in your opinion, what ultimately does it take to be a graphic designer? And what are the kind of skills and ideologies and ways of thinking that you use on a daily basis? Well, first of all, me too. I, I love um, learning and, and just the, the, the idea of like soaking in new information and like best ways to do that. It's just like something I find interesting with graphic design and with other stuff too. But in terms of like um, skills and, and, and things and, and what it takes to be a graphic designer, I don't know. It's tough. Cause I don't want to like generalize too much. Um, my first thought would be like, I, I think something I see a lot is like just uh care in the smallest details like all, all across the board down to the last detail is something that i feel like i see a lot in in talented graphic designers and something that like it, it and it's not even because it means that the result will like be better or be better for the client or for whoever that you know it, it will communicate better at the end of the day it's just like you just can't help yourself. You, you just care ab- about these things kind of just for the, the sake of it, like just caring about the, the, the quality. Um, so that's probably what I would first, like the first thing that comes to my mind is just like being like very, very detail oriented um, and not 
not viewing stuff as like, oh, that's just like so small. It's so silly. It doesn't matter. Like, no, like we, we, we care. But then also I kind of think that like graphic design is also like kind of bigger than sometimes I think it is, you know, like there's, uh, you know, you, you could be like an in-house designer at like, uh, you know, IBM or some big company or like the Chase Bank or something. Or you could also be like a graphic designer who like makes merch for like Kanye West or, or, or something crazy like that. So it's like, those are different skills. Those, I mean, those are like different sensibilities and, and um, it's just not, in, in a way they don't have that much in common. So it's kind of hard to, to generalize. Um, one thing I will say though, that is definitely, well, I don't want to say definitely, but it's like something that those things maybe do have in common. And that like, I would say across the board in graphic design is just like your skill with typography, I think is, is huge. And so often like, or it's like a good graphic designer is really good with type and a great graphic designer is great with type. Like it, to me, it's like a linear correlation most of the time. And, you know, a more kind of like amateurish looking piece of graphic design or, or, or someone who's just like just starting and like their work is like, you know, kind of looks sort of student-ish or just like not great. Nine times out of 10, they, they, they don't know the first thing about typography or they're not even really aware that that's like relevant. Um, so that's probably what I would say. Like, and, and if I could go back in time, it's like the, the sooner you get good at, at typography and just um, don't, do, don't ignore it or don't like leave it as like a small detail that the better you'll be and uh, that just continues like all the way up to like the super super talented graphic designers like you look at people like Paula Cher who's like considered like one of the best you know living designers like she's just really really good with type so I um, I think it, it goes all the way all the way up to the top anyway that's what I would say I didn't pay him to say that you're gonna keep me gainfully employed with uh, <laughs> teaching oh, <yeah>. type <laughs> No, it's, 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 um, it's true. I mean, it's not the only thing, but I think it's, it's the, the may, maybe one thing that again, like whether you're like doing like some cr crazy, like experimental work for, for like something fancy, or you're just like, you know, a, an in-house guy at a bank or whatever. Um, either way, like you, you gotta be good with type. Agreed, agreed, agreed. So how did you develop your type skills and your graphic design skills and all of those bits and pieces that you use every day in your client work? Well, I mean, definitely still developing, you know, I mean, I, I, I don't, don't want to act like I, I know what I'm doing really, or that, that I'm, uh, none of us do particularly good. You know, <laughs> it's, it's definitely a work in progress, but, um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I see it as kind of like there, there's two sides. There's like the technical side, which is just like, okay, well, you, you, you got to be like good at using Illustrator and Photoshop and those kinds of things. And um, it's easy to, when you first get started, be too into that and just like learn like every little plugin and stuff. And it just, does, just doesn't really matter. But you, it, it, you know, you, you still got to know that stuff. It, it does, it's not the be all and end all. And just because you're good at Photoshop doesn't mean you're a graphic designer, but you know, you still, you still gotta be able to do that. And then the other side is just like, well, I don't even know. I mean, it's just like uh, de designing. And, and that comes from, for me at least, just studying good work, whether it's like looking at um, agencies, like, I don't know, Pentagram is like a big one or just, you know, ra random um, agencies or, or freelancers 
that, that produce really good work diving into those case studies and being like, okay, what's going on here? Um, how, why is this good? What, what was the thinking behind it all? And also like history, like reading books about like the history of graphic design, I think is, is huge and, and, uh, super important for, for anyone. Um, so I guess there's like that kind of study side and like developing the, the thinking and that, in my opinion, a lot of it, or at least for me personally, just came from like reading, reading books and, and, and reading, um, things online going through, uh, like agencies and, and like case studies, like there's so many great case studies, you know, you, you should read them and, and learn what you can. And then on like the technical side, going back to just like learning the software, which is important. Um, I mean, you know, tutorials and I mean, I, I learned some stuff at school, but a lot of it was like self-taught, um, no, no offense to the school I went to. It was good, but you know, you, you, you still end up kind of needing to take some initiative yourself. And, uh, I think another important thing there is like, it's so tempting to, to be creative all the time, but when you really want to like learn how to use like Adobe illustrator, which is important, we like graphic designers use that every day. Sometimes it's good to be like, okay, I'm not going to make something cool. It's not going to go in my portfolio. I'm just going to follow a tutorial to the T and I'll get good at using the software because if you're always trying to have fun and make cool things, sometimes like the actual learning of the software, it depends what your goal is. But if your goal is just to be like, okay, I don't know how to use this software and I want to learn, this is not the time to like make cool art or whatever. Uh, cause you're just learning and you kind of got to isolate like the, the variables, if that makes sense. I, I think of it as like a, like a dig it. If you go to the gym, guys who are like bodybuilders, they're not just like running all over the place doing crazy things. It's like, no, I'm isolating the bicep. And even though it would be really fun to do like some crazy burpee jumping thing, um, you kind of got to spin class. Yeah. But, and, and there it's <laughs> like you, you've isolated like, okay, we're, we're working on our, on our cardio and we're not doing anything else. Like this is, is the, the focus. And so I think it's the same thing. Like if you want to learn to like use Photoshop, you can definitely have fun and mess around and, and that's good. And that has value. But if you're looking at it from like an efficiency point of view, or just like you, you really have the goal of like mastering a piece of software, um, you know, just, just like follow tutorials, take courses and don't, that's not the time to try to like make something cool or like make a portfolio piece. Like, you know, you, you just gotta like, um, know, know what your goal is and, uh, not like get it muddled with, with like trying to do too many things at once. Yeah, you said a lot of great things there. And I think one thing for me that jumps out is the idea of practicing, right? Experiencing the tools and the tutorials and and really trying to connect what's happening with your cursor and your brain and trying to pull all of those pieces together. Because once you have that kind of foundation of experiencing a piece of software, you can then make the larger connections and do the cool creative work that is technically sound. And that's something that I try and drive home to my students every day is that, sure, something can look pretty in the end. But if I go back into your file, what do the layers look like? What what does what does the long document structure, the parent pages, the the styles, like all of these efficiency features, all these technical features that underlay all of the cool creative stuff, is that there? Yeah, for sure. And that's, I think, where, where you can run into trouble being like, okay, I'm going to make a thing and it's going to be cool. And if I run into problems, I'll, um, I'll, you know, just tr try to Google the answer. That can be a really good way to learn. But sometimes you kind of got to just say, 
Okay, but before we dive too far into it, like let's actually learn the basics. Like how do people just use this software to begin with? Like a great example, it, it's like silly, but in, in Photoshop, like just using the eraser tool when you should be masking something. It's like, if, if you're just trying to barrel ahead and like make something cool, you'll never think like, no one's going to tell you, oh, you should mask that instead of erase it because you're just trying to solve this one problem right now. And you don't have like the, big picture like oh this is just like how things are done well so that in the long run like everything works better and then you know if you need to undo you have the mask or whatever yeah and maybe that leads us into our next question because in thinking about all of the excellent resources out there in the world today like the highly produced content in regards to learning all of these different pieces of software this is kind of changing the game if we're thinking about universities, colleges, the role in which they play in the world of teaching graphic design. Like, it, are things changing now that we have these highly produced, highly available, highly accessible videos through places like LinkedIn Learning, Masterclass, Domestica, and others? Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, well, things, things are definitely changing. Where, where it's going to go, I don't know. And like the place of schools and stuff it's hard, really hard to say or may, maybe some people are, are have confident predictions but i i really don't know i mean it's um i think it's great like it's obviously really good that there's just lots of resources and people can pick and choose and if you can't afford to go to school or if you're like you know late into a career doing something else and it just doesn't make sense to go to school you could you know like just uh, from whatever masterclass or Skillshare and stuff learn in the evenings. Like that's great. Um, but yeah, like what it, what it means or like where it will go in the future. I, I don't know. I really don't know. I think like the, the question that I think about is like, okay, if you're uh, a high school student or something right now, what do you do? That's tough. I mean, um, if, if you can afford to go to school, should you, is it a waste of time? No, I don't think so. But you know, then you have a ton of debt. Oh, like it's just so, so, so complicated. Um, but I, I guess the, the only like conclusive thing I would say is that, yeah, it is great. And also whether you go to school or not, you should still be using these resources because they're not expensive and like things like Skillshare. Well, I don't know. I haven't done like masterclass, but I know, um, and, and even stuff on YouTube, that's free. Um, or like, I remember when I was in school, like buying documentaries from iTunes that were like $9 to watch, like something about the history of graphic design. That's so, so, so worth it. Um, so I don't know, use them cause they're great. What it like means for the future. I have no idea. Yeah. I mean, I think, <laughs> I mean, my job hinges on this question you see. Yeah. I mean, but... <laughs> you must have a lot to say about that. <laughs> I, I, I do, but I'll, I'll restrain myself. Um, I think the big thing is where a lot of these platforms, YouTube included, they try and build community. And I think that they do so okay, and some, some do it better than others. But ultimately, I think the future of design education is in this community building, is in having other people, like you said, to kind of to learn from and understand how other people think. And it just, it also gives us the space, that, I mean, that three, two, three, four years in a college or university setting, I think that what it also affords us as individuals who are learning is space and time to grow and evolve. And I think that space 
is so necessary versus trying to push through and learn all of the tools and techniques and fast track. Yeah, yeah, I think I think that's very true. Um, and I feel like that's maybe part of why, like, because I, I did this one year program and it was like 8 million things at once. Um, and, and it was good, but I can only imagine, like, if, if you have the ability to, to do like a four year, you know, sort of standard bachelor university program in design, um, I mean, you could learn so much. I mean, it would just be great. And the people and the, the professors and stuff and the, the teachers you would meet, because um, that stuff's huge. Uh, like I haven't really, I guess, mentioned it, but in terms of like learning, just being around other people, whether it's like school or, or work is so, so, so huge. Um, Agreed. Mm-hmm. But I, th- I think where it gets tough is paying a lot of money to go to school and then not even getting that. Like, I think that's where it's it's tricky where you're like, well, you hope that all these schools actually are really solid and have good teachers. Um, and, uh, you know, I don't know, maybe maybe that's not not the case everywhere. But like I was talking, like like Aaron Draplin has, I think, a, a, a good take on it, which is literally just like, learn as much as you can afford to learn. Mm-hmm. Um, but don't, if you can't afford it, then you can't do it because, you know, you'll, you'll just screw yourself. Um, and I think if, if, if you can, you definitely should, because as you said, giving yourself the space and like just having that community, um, you'll never re- regret that. Like that will just only be a good thing. But um, if you, if that's just not available to you, don't, don't, don't panic. You, there are good resources um, that are, you know, much, much, much cheaper online and you can, yeah, it can be done. You can figure it out. Lots of options. And I think the big asterisk, asterisk as well that should go right beside this question is, or, or our answers potentially, is that education and learning graphic design is not like a one-time stint. It is continuously iterative True. for everyone, lifelong. I mean, there's the technology is always going to be changing, but the, the world is changing too. So the ideologies and the... Uh, the theories and the important social movements of the time, these are all going to influence how we are putting stuff out into the world. So I think that's the big kind of, uh, again, asterisk to say this is not a one-time thing. So maybe maybe that's where these different services, these on-demand kind of streaming services fit in, is to fill in those gaps and and continue the the process of learning as you are finished your kind of formal education. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I think anyone, um, if you know, if if they can find the time, at least, uh, it's 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 and it's always surprising too. Like, wow, you 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 take a little course or you you follow a YouTube video and you're like, ah, I I could have known this all along, you know. But it's like if you, if you keep trying to to learn throughout your career, um, it you you you'll surprise yourself with the, the things you didn't know, and then you'll just be be grateful that that you do now. I don't know. And imagine if you watched, let's say, one tutorial a week, right? At the end of the year, you've got 52 new skills or abilities that you didn't have. So, yeah, I think there's there's huge power in just kind of this compounding interest that builds up when you are learning little bits all the time. You're open to that, that kind of um, continuous learning. Yeah, yeah, totally. So just to finish off our conversation today, Dan, I want to know... What right now is getting you really excited in the space of design? Yeah, some, something is on my radar, and I don't know if I'm excited about it or if it's 
even a good thing or bad thing. Um, but I've, I've seen more of it and I think it's not unique to graphic design. It's in a lot of places and it's, um, and I feel like I can almost be kind of, uh, guilty of it as well. Just like starting my podcast, like you'll, you'll see more younger graphic designers who, whether it's like in order to like make a name for themselves, if they're trying to freelance and it's just like marketing, um, or it's just something they want to do for its own sake is like, whether it's starting a podcast or making YouTube videos and kind of that like content creation type thing. Um, and it's just interesting. And I think it's good mostly, but maybe bad in the sense that there's the push from like social media that like everybody has to be doing this. Um, I listened to, well, maybe you listened to it too. It was like the design thinkers, Instagram lives that they had. And they did one with Eric who Eric Hugh. And, um, he just, I, I loved hearing him, him speak about it. Kind of the sort of worrisome things like with, with social media and how like you'll see graphic designers who will post like a day in the life of a graphic designer. And, and that gets more attention than the actual work. And that it's sort of like, kind of like selling the lifestyle rather than the, 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 the work itself. And I know I just find the whole thing interesting because there's so much that I like about it. Like I like watching YouTube videos and podcasts and, and, you know, it's sometimes it's interesting to see like the day in the life or whatever, but is it ultimately a, a negative thing that like there's, there's such a push and like with things like TikTok where it's like, Oh, anyone, like, it's just so, um, natural for basically anyone in any field to be like, Oh, I'll just like create content about, uh, whatever, working at the farm or, or whatever it is that, that, that your thing is. And there's so much to be gained from that in terms of like, like just eyeballs and, and money and stuff. Um, that's definitely on my radar. I guess I wouldn't say it's like the thing I'm super excited about, but it's something I'm, I'm thinking about. And, uh, I think has a lot of good and a lot of, Hmm, maybe that's concerning, you know? Yeah. Yeah. No, I hear you. It's, it is very interesting. And I, my kind of take on that is that as creative people, we maybe, and this is a different, a different side of it, but as creative people, we have to put things out into the world like that. For me, it's like a a thing I can't get around, like whatever it is, if I'm, (laughs) I'm making a felt craft when I should be I don't know, cooking dinner or something, or I'm I'm creating a podcast episode or I'm writing content, whatever it is, I need to create. That's like my my thing. And I think with social media, there is a push to receive a lot of information coming at you all the time, a lot of different intense information sometimes. So there's a lot of input, but there's not a lot of output necessarily that's promoted through viewing social media or being a part of that community. It's a lot right. of... I don't know. I I don't know if I'm articulating this quite. No, the I think way I, I... I know what you mean. Like I I I notice it. I I think maybe this is what you're saying is like there's just so much input that it's kind of nice to be uh, like contributing to the, the the output and that you're not just passively just like receiving and and viewing all the time, but that you are actually involved. You're actually making something, mm-hmm. um, and it's not just a one way. You know, you just sit on your couch and just soak it all in. Like no, you're you're actually doing something and putting something out there in the world. 
I think that the the democratized nature of all of these platforms now as well has given rise to different voices as well, which I think is a huge, huge benefit of the social media landscape is that now all of a sudden I can better understand people who are different than me and, and kind of empathize with their stories and with who they are and have a better yeah understanding of the world because of it, which then influences my work and, and comes right back around. Yeah, there's positives, there's negatives. I, I don't know where that I stand either. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. And I think that the, the thing with it is it's just like, it's fun. Like I really have been enjoying doing my podcast and um, it's a hundred percent just because like, I want to just talk to, to, mm -hmm. to these people and learn from them. And, and also the hope that if someone is listening who like, is getting into graphic design and then that inspires them or they learn something. That's really cool. I guess just where it, it gets kind of worrying is like, do, does everybody like have to do this or is like, there's such a great incentive to be like, well, you got to start a podcast and you got to make, you know, YouTube videos um, if you want to get anywhere. And that seems bad, but anyway, I don't know. Uh, it's, it's a huge topic, but, but um, who knows really. What a great segue. Maybe another episode. You and I can dive deep, deep into that. Well, <laughs> thank you so much, Dan. It's been a pleasure chatting with you today. And uh, I look forward to seeing all the cool stuff you produce in the future. Oh, thank you. Yeah, this was super fun. Thanks for um, yeah having me on for a chat.